you noticed, there was a bright light on there. Hey, will you hit that light right there? Because I had it all lit up. The, the flag? Yeah, there we go. Oh, red. Don't you love that flag? Amen. Yeah. So what we want to do is we just want to pray for y'all. So people, would you slide in and put your hands on these people that are standing before us, these men and women? Yeah, would you, would you put your hands on them? We just want to praise God for their presence and their life and their commitment and how they sacrifice to be away from their families and to give and give. And ones that are currently serving, we're so grateful for you. Father, we are grateful for Veterans Weekend. And for so many, it just means a holiday for government and other employees and banks. But, Lord, for us, it means a lot more. Lord, it means sacrifice. It means commitment. It means courage. Father, thank you for these men and women that stand with valor, that they stand with integrity. Lord, thank you for their commitment to America. God, we bless them. We pray for all those that have lost their lives in battle. But Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all the troops that serve here and abroad. Lord, bless our nation. Make it strong. Lord Jesus, may you come and be the center in the name of Christ. Amen. Yeah, thank y'all so much. So, oh, there it is. We are continuing our series we just started recently about C3 Colossians. Thank you, guys. Colossians chapter 3. Oh, you know what? I probably should release the kids, and I probably should take an offering. Good job in the back waving at me. I got, thank, thank you, Rob. Bless you, Rob. Somebody put something extra in his paycheck since he's a volunteer. You get, you get quadruple what you've been getting paid, Rob. Kids, you can be released over, and uh, we're going to take an offering. Man, thank you. Y'all will not let me forget. I am so grateful for that, Lord. Lord, bless the giver. Lord, make us generous. Lord, you refresh those that give in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you for our church. We praise you for our influence and impact in Montgomery and to the world. Lord, we pray this morning for first choice as they prepare for their banquet. God, that you would bless that effort as they touch the lives of so many women and men. Lord, as babies are rescued, as hope is offered, Father, bless their staff. Lord, thank you for Bethany and the team that she leads effectively. God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so thank you all for doing that. We're going to get those back. And now back to where we are, Colossians chapter 3. There's only a couple of verses today. Uh, is there passing that? I'll set it up this way. We were setting up last weekend, uh, put on and put off. Put on or put off these sins of the flesh. And we talked about it in depth. You can go back on uh the Vimeo, or you can listen to it on podcasts, as so many do, or you can just listen. So we, we want to put off sin. But today, today's the more positive that I want to accentuate. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, now, now, now I want you to put on some things. And these are distinctives that are good for Christians. They, they, they honor our God. And it's not just a bunch of uh, words. I mean, man, it's like, God, this, this is truth. If we embody this, we're powerful. So what I want to do is, I know somebody said, well, Pastor, I, I, I just sat down. Well, I know, but one more time, if you could stand. We, thank you, Jack. Jack's already on his feet. Jack knew. Y'all stand. There you go. Just two verses, and there we find ourselves in the third chapter, the 12th verse. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, 
which binds them all together in perfect unity. And God just bless his holy word and then we take this into our spirits today and honor it as we walk out. You can be seated. That's a great word for us today. And uh, so, so we look at this and, and I'll set it up this way. I was thinking about in, in, in recent weeks, days, it's like early in the week I'll have on shorts and t-shirts when I take a walk. It could just be a day later, two days later, I'm in sweats. It could be just two days later than that. I'm looking for gloves. I'm looking for something to cover my bald head. Ha, ha, ha. But I'm looking to get warm. And then another couple of days, I'm back in shorts and T-shirt, and people walk up to me. And i got to tell you, Bruce, you have great etiquette. I, wish, I want everybody to follow Bruce's example on this. He came in, and usually he'll hug me, or some of, you, some of you hug me and handshake me and all that, and I love it, and I'm a hugger. But please, can I just say this for my sake, but for everybody's sake, when you are sick and you were throwing up all night the night before, or you were sick, or you were congested thank you a sufficient uh, bump would be a, would that be good in the house of the lord amen and i love bruce just went hey pastor little head cold I, I love that thank you for not sharing that with me but so we, we look at things we put on and i want us to put on christ in these distinctives we talk about today but in, in recent weeks, you've been looking for jackets. You've been looking for sweaters. And I know you girls, y'all are always so cool. I can always, Lauren our, our, just got to our church a couple months ago. She came in today with her boots on. Some of you had your boots on. I know all of us guys, we wore our boots today, right? Probably not. But we look for things to wear. We, we spend time. So, some people don't spend time. They just get up and kind of wear the same thing. That's just kind of who they are. And they're, and they're content with that. And other people, like they have to sit there and contemplate, like, what am I going to wear? But here it is. There's clothes that we wear for every day, and there's clothes that we dress up. Last night, believe it or not, I, I had to leave the football game to go to this event. He preached on this stage. We did a pulpit swap years ago. It was a great African-American church and our church, and what we did is we swapped pulpits with Pastor Dr. Clifford Terrell. And it was his 70th birthday, and they had a big celebration at the RSA Center for him, so I was downtown with him. And, and man, it was just fun. And, man, when I walked in the room, Pastor was all decked out in suit and tie, but I felt underdressed when I got there. I'm going to tell you, man, it was, woo, man, they were putting it on. And uh, so I loved it. But we, we put on clothes for different things. But today, this is not something you can go online and order. This is not something you can go over to East Chase or your favorite store or whatever, and you can't go over there and buy something. This is something that the Spirit of God gives us. This is something that God wants to clothe us in, every one of us that say, we're a Christian. We want to follow Christ. It's like, it's easy to distinguish people. You know, if, if they're a policeman or a fireman, they have certain uniforms they wear. We honor that. You, you, you go over to the hospital and you see people with lab coats and you see the longer coats and that means they're a doctor and they've got a stethoscope around their neck and you know what they're wearing and you see the nurses with their scrubs and all that great stuff. And, and, and then you go into a restaurant and you walk in and they might have a sign that says discount here or you see a bunch of military and they walk in and they've got their military dress or fatigues or different things on you go hey i know they must be in the military or, or, or but then here's one of my favorites you go out and you see this guy in a little brown suit and he comes riding in a truck who is he he's a ups man thank you doug okay you get it so we identify people by uniforms and uh, i remember my last church that i served i've only served two churches in over 40 years as a christ follower and as a pastor but in my last church we had uniform we wore gray pants blue button-down, some red tie, and blue sport coat every single week. Ah, oh, I felt like I was in the military for that season, you know? And uh, so that was our dress. When we started Christ Community, I took off the tie, and the church said, Amen. man, how many want to bring those back? No. 
Did I ever tell y'all where ties came from? I'm convinced that a woman, that somebody created pantyhose and put them on a woman, and the woman says, I am getting back at man, I'm going to choke him. That was a great move by a woman, you know? And it makes no sense. Although I do like to dress up sometimes, I really do, but I'm so glad we just come as we are here. But these are garments that we put these on, they have Christ-like character because they, it embodies Christ, it embodies who he is. So, uh, Lord, help us, it says the elect, the chosen of God, put on these things. So we, we read it, and we'll, so let's just jump in there because last weekend we talked about sins of the flesh, and today we talk about signs or dressing or wardrobe of the believer, those that love God. So we put off, we put on. So look at it real quick. Six essential traits for us as a follower of Christ. Okay, number one, we're to put on compassion. All through the scripture you see that word, clothe yourself in compassion. Put on compassion. In Matthew 9, 36, the word of God says, when he saw the crowds, this being Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were harassed, they were helpless, and they were like sheep without a shepherd. They needed some guidance. They needed direction. In Matthew 4, 14, when Jesus landed, he saw a huge, large crowd there. He had compassion on the people, and he healed their sick. In Matthew 20, 34, Jesus had compassion on them. He touched their eyes, and immediately they received their sight, and they followed him. All because of the compassion of Jesus. So we call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves people of the way. That's what the book of Acts says. We call ourselves followers of Christ. Then we should put on these clothed garments today that we talk about. In this season, and not a lot in Montgomery because the weather, it gets a little cold. Like, I think this next week it's going to get down in the 20s. That's going to be crazy. And some of you will put on scarves and you'll put on a little extra clothing. But I will assure you, Pastor Keith will find his gloves. I've learned that about walking all the time. When you're out walking, your hands get really cold. You know what I'm saying? So you, so you just want to be smart. So here he is. He says, put on this heart of compassion. In the King James, it says it a little different. It goes, bowels of mercies. Put this on. It refers to the physical body, the upper intestine, where you feel things like fear, dread, excitement, love, tenderness. In other words, you should put on these things that your heart is touched. Your heart feels tenderly. Your heart feels it deeply. You know what it is to <clears throat> receive compassion. But do you know what it is to express, to give away compassion? That's the ways of Christ. This, this clothing drive. It's just a simple expression that we share compassion of our Savior. Just through clothing, just through blessings the Lord has given us. So we're compassionate. It's an attitude. It's genuine sensitivity. We're just sensitive to the needs of others. There's so many needs around us. You, um, you know, when I'm out, and the other day I, I was in one of my favorite, I don't know why I like this place. Some people hate it, but I still, I still like the Dollar Tree. I don't know what it is. And I was in the Dollar Tree, and, and I've never spent a dollar, though. I mean, you go in there and you get a, I mean, how, how, come on, somebody help me. Am I alone? You go in there and you end up with all this stuff. And, and there was this lady in there, and bless her heart, I knew her from about 30 years ago. I said, hey, how are you doing? And she looked at me, she goes, this way, she goes, who are you? Oh, boy, that was really warm. Now, I, 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 I look kind of rough. I'm not shaved. I had, a, I had a ball cap on, you know, and, and I wasn't trying to be incognito. But she goes, who are you? I said, well, I'm Keith. I'm Keith Waldrop. And she goes, oh, I thought, I thought that was maybe you. She goes, I hadn't seen you. How are you doing? And we started talking. 
And then I was just standing there and I kind of noticed that her, her physical appearance, she had, scoliosis had kind of hit in and she, had, she was way down and really frail. And we just said, she goes, yeah, I don't get out much. She goes, my husband, he just fell the other day, broke his neck. He went out walking the dog and he tripped over the leash and he's in the hospital right now with a halo on his head. And I went, oh, wow. And then she got ready to pay and it, it broke my heart. She got ready to pay. Now this lady, she wasn't ever a tall lady, but she's kind of short. And she couldn't, even, she couldn't even see up to put her card in. And she goes, I don't do so well. So, I didn't, you know, you don't want to intrude on people's money. But I, she, she, could you help me? I said, I'd love to help you. And I leaned over and I started doing transactions. The next thing I knew, I was doing her bags. The next thing I do, I was pushing her cart. next thing I know, I picked her up and I put her in the car. It was awesome. I had a lot of fun. You know, just, you know, I mean, for the lady didn't even know who I was, you know. And, and I don't know, maybe she didn't remember when she got home. But the great thing was, for that moment, I thought, man, this is what I'm preaching about. This is what it means to look out for the needs of somebody else. And does anybody understand what I'm saying? In this season, you're going to be out more getting things. Just, just watch. There's, there's going to be a mom. How about some of you moms that have at least three kids and up? Would you like any assistance? Sure. I mean, it's a good thing. Like, man, look, I'm a mom. I'm in distress. And if you're a dad, you're going, bring the Calvary on. I just wonder, men, do you wonder how women do it? I do, man. They're, they're superhuman. Okay, so here it is. Be compassionate. Be sensitive. Be loving. Put on compassion. 1 Peter 3, 8 says, love one another with tender hearts. I love that. But Because you know what? We're preoccupied with ourselves. It's easy to do. It's easy to be selfish. It's just easy to not be selfless and not to look out for somebody else. But when we do, somehow we get joy in our hearts. Somehow we put a smile on our Heavenly Father. Somehow we convey the agape love of Jesus, and it's just healthy. And so the Lord says, uh, you know, but if we're not careful, we prejudge people and we don't help them. And God's like, man, that's no part of a Christian. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, did you hear about the Peanuts comment strip where Linus had drawn a comic, and he, he went to Lucy. He's always going to Lucy, a psychiatrist. Ha <laughs> ha. And it says, uh, would you read this and tell me if you think it's funny? And in the next frame, it has Lucy, and she pats her foot a little bit, and the grin comes across her face, and she looks at Linus. She's always putting him down, and she says this. Well, Linus, who wrote this? Linus, with his chest, he, he poked it out with a great big grin. He says, Lucy, I wrote this. In the next frame, it has this. You see Lucy waiting up, throwing it to the side, and saying, well, then, then if you wrote it, I don't think it's very funny. And she walked off. I mean, she was just notorious for putting a man down. And us, as followers of Christ, one of our jobs is to elevate, to, to encourage, to, to lift somebody up. Because we don't know what they've been through before they got to the station we find ourselves in with them, just kind of dancing together, doing life. So, Lord, help us. Look at the second one. So, he says, put on compassion. Now, now he gives us a second one. Now he says, put on kindness. Lord, help us to put on kindness. It means acting charitably toward another. Acting with great grace uh, with the benefits because God has forgiven us much. We have forsaken wrath. We've been forgiven of our sins because of the sacrifice of Christ. And because of that, I choose to be kind, not only in words, and that's important, but in action. Lord, I want to be an action-oriented Christian, that I want to be tender-hearted. Colossians 3.12, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy or tender-hearted kindness. God, that's what we need to do. I need to be kind. I, I love for people to be kind to me. You know, we always tell our kids, be kind you to one another. Be kind, be kind. And sometimes we yell it. They're like, well, I thought you want me to be kind. I do. 
but you didn't hear me the first five times. So I'm going to tell you, be kind. Okay, I got it. So us, let's be kind. I mean, I'm amazed when I'm kind to people. Like, have you ever been standing in a line somewhere and you're put out? No, don't raise your hand. And you're just impatient and you're irritable and you want to be somewhere else but there. And, you're, and if you don't watch it, you get rude. But if you ever, and, and then the poor cashier or somebody up there waiting on him, man, they're doing all they can and they're struggling. And I've just found out over and over, if I, if I choose to be kind with the kindness of Christ, so many times that situation will melt. That situation will diffuse itself. And so God says, man, we just need to be kind. Tomorrow you'll get to practice this with somebody. I don't know who, but God will give it to us. Constant kindness. Albert Schweitzer said, constant kindness can accomplish much. As the sun makes the ice melt, kindness causes misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to simply disappear. It just arose. Just a virtue of the kingdom. And like, God, it's kind of simple, but I, I want to do it. I want to honor you. I want to be kind. Um, I, I read this story. I loved it. There was a, it, it made me think of that great movie, Pay It Forward. But here's what they did. They were in a drive-through coffee business up in Oregon. And uh, so this lady went through, and basically she decided to pay for the drink for the person behind her. And, of course, the person pulled up, and they were getting ready, and their drink was paid for. And a, a chain reaction happened. And that person decided to pay it for the one behind them. And the story goes that 27 people paid for one another before the chain ended. Some of you went like, dude, when it happens to me, it stops right there. Well, how about, how about this Thanksgiving season as we approach it? Maybe once you be the one, like, you know what, I'm going to start a chain. I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay for somebody else. Just, I'm just, I'm just going to walk over there. I'm just going to pay for their meal. I'm just going to walk over there. I'm just going to do that. I just, or I see somebody in need. I just want to do something in, anonymously. I'm just going to do it. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I, I was having lunch with a guy not long ago, and, I, as, and a lot of times I take people to lunch. They take me to lunch, but I was with this guy, and uh, we, I got ready to get the bill. And the waitress walked up, and she goes, man, she goes, you must be blessed. I went, yeah, I am, man. I said, the Lord loves me. She goes, no, you must really be blessed. I said, what? She goes, man, this guy just walked a minute ago. He didn't want you to know, but he just paid for you and your friends, so order up. No, she didn't say that, but she goes, hey, your, 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 your meal's covered. All that, they, somebody just did it. They just took care. And if it was one of you, thank you. I don't know who it was. And I, so the rest of my meal, I'm looking around the restaurant going, I wonder who it was. I wonder who it was. And I gave everybody credit. Must have been them. Must have been them. I don't know who it was. But I thought it was cool. So that's the thing that we can do this season. Like, God, I just want to be kind. I want to pay it forward. So look at the third one. Look at this one. All right, we, be, we put on compassion. We put on kindness. Here's that one. We talk about it, but man, we have to be reminded. I keep reading about it in the scripture, so it must be important to Jesus. Put on, put on humility. Put on humility because it just honors God. I like, I think I wrote it in your notes here what C.S. Lewis said. True humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. God, I, I do need to be less of me, but if I think of myself just less, and just concentrate considering others better than myself, as Philippians tells me, then I'm blessed. So, Lord, uh, and I've told you this verse, but I love this verse, John 3.30. He must increase, I must decrease. He must become greater, I must become less. Lord, more of you. Lord, I, I don't want to think about me right now. I want to think about them. Today, man, we're going we're gonna to celebrate a Thanksgiving meal in this room. Just thanking God for his blessings. Thanking God for our military. Thanking God for our police. Thanking God for our nation. Thanking God for the cross. Thanking God for our friendships. Nancy, she's probably going to be able to just shout. 
God, thank you. No more radiation. Right, Nancy? She left the room. Okay, she's shouting. Are you still, are you still, oh, you're still here. Okay, there she is. Or you're just saying, man, whatever it is. How many are you just thankful this morning for something? Yeah, that's good. Man, that's like one of the best responses I've ever seen. Everybody put their hand up without me coaching you. And if you didn't put your hand up, you're sick. We need to talk to you. Man, we just need to be thankful. God, you're good. We want to be humble in our thinking. We want to be gracious. The scripture should here, love's not proud. The Lord, we're just, uh, my, my pride is the opposite of my humility, of the humility Christ wants to give you and me. And man, isn't it easy to put on pride? Oh man, I find the pride garment is the easiest garment to get out of your closet and put on. But it's the most disgusting. You don't even like it if you think about it. And I'll assure you, nobody else does. But when you put on humility, wow, man, the Savior's magnified. Sometimes people go, I don't know why you're being so kind. I don't know why you're being so humble. I don't know why you're doing this. And it's like, man, it's, it's got to be Christ. It's not me. And James 1.19 says, Dear brothers and sisters, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. And he just going, I think he said, hey, just, just be humble. Just, just walk with other people. Man, I think some of you do that so, so well. And, uh, and, and then, so look, look here with me. Here in this section, so he goes, compassion, kindness, humility. And then, then he goes on to this one. Look at the fourth one. Now he wants us to put on gentleness. We put on that gentle spirit. And some of you in this room have an amazing amount of, you're just a gentle person. I know some people that are large in stature, and they're gentle. Some people are small, and they're not so gentle. And gentle is a... a uh, a fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5.22. Lord, help us to be gentle with others because we don't know why, what they need. But I'll assure you, I don't know anybody's going to not benefit from some gentleness that where we have great consideration of them. In, in the message translation from Eugene Peterson, he says it a little different. He goes, be quiet in your strength. Meekness, we've learned, is power under control but i want to go back to that be quiet in strength i could exercise my rights in my voice or whatever but i just want to be quiet because that quietness speaks volumes of the eternal kingdom of christ so lord help us to realize that this person i'm sitting across from they are so important they are so valuable and Lord, I just want to love them. I want to be gentle. Lord, I don't know that they just came from a, a doctor's appointment that wasn't good news. They just found out that somebody they love is sick. Somebody, uh, you know, somebody could have just been killed or been in an accident. Or, or I'm thinking about the situation we're going through right now. The young girl, you know, that was, uh, we don't know if she was trafficked or what, that was kidnapped over here in Auburn. This made all the national coverage. I, I just, I've had such heartache for their family just thinking that could have been somebody in our congregation i'm i'm learning how they're beginning to do some of this i learned i think one of the news reports says what they do is they come up and maybe they hit your car and of course you get out and check on your car and you go you crazy person what are you thinking and as they do while you're distracted they say one will just take the person and put them in the van and the other one they, and they just kind of and the other one takes the car and drives the car off I'm just saying, women, I want y'all to be so incredibly wise this season. We're coming up on it. And Mary said, did you know why I said Mary? Mary, how many of you women took Mary's self-defense course? Yeah, that was wise. 
How many of you need to take Mary's self-defense course? Put your hands up. Mary, did you see that? There are a number of them. I like it. Let me tell you, last night for the first time in a long time about this gentleness and being controlled. I'm getting off script, but I think it's important to say it. My wife last night, one of the first times, did not want to go to the store. She goes, I, I don't know. I said, I need to go with you. Let's go, baby. I, I'll, take you, I'll, I'll take you right to the front door. I'll pick you up. Because I'd just gotten back from an appointment. She knew I didn't want to get back out. I said, no, let's go. And I, I'm so glad that she told me that. Maybe you're saying, well, I don't have anybody to take me. Well, then maybe you need to call some of us. Maybe we need to come help you. I don't know. Maybe we need to be the body of Christ. But we want to protect all the women in this place. And the church said, and some of the other women said, don't worry about it, Pastor. I'm packing. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey. Don't. Don't raise your hand in this room if you're packing. I, I made that mistake one time and I'll never ask again. I just want to give you a guess. The women outnumbered the men. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That is just, somebody asked me, said, what's going to happen? Somebody comes in here, I said, I don't know, it's going to be a mess. I'm going to hide under the piano. It's, it's going to be ugly. Okay, all right. I'm sorry, I, I got to get back to the script. Here, here we go, here, 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 hello, here you go. I'm talking about compassion and kindness and not guns, humility, gentleness. Look at the fifth one, put on long-suffering. You know what another word for long-suffering is? It's, it's the word we use, patience. He says, be long-suffering, long. I, I, I wish it would go, put on short-suffering. <laughs> Didn't say that, it says put on long-suffering, endurance, Enduring long in the strength of Christ. Learning to deal with others in a long manner. If I can be ever so practical. Some people irritate us. They don't look at anybody around. And you have to be long suffering. And that's real funny in here. But when you get into it next week going long suffering. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? And that's what Jesus says. I want you to be long-suffering with another. Because you know what? They might be long-suffering with you. <laughs> You're like, oh, I never thought about it. They might be long-suffering, patient with me. I just know I need to be patient with them. It's kind of a reciprocal thing here. It, it brings honor to our Father. So, Lord, help us to put on this. This is what Paul is talking to us about. Help us to be forbearing. Help us to realize that sinners require more grace. Outside of the grace of Jesus Christ and the mercy of Christ, we would not be saved. But because we have received, because we have repented, because we've received this gospel of grace, God has begun a new work in us. He has begun, and He will complete it against that day. And if they're not even in Christ, then man, they really do have an excuse for why they act the way they do. But us that are the beloved, us that are the children of the light, there's no excuse that we should not be long-suffering with one another. Patient. But we would say, oh no, pastor, I want to be argumentative. I want to be angry, flippant, indifferent, cold, sarcastic, cold. None of those are in the or in here for us to put on if you find that verse come see me okay because that's not for a christ follower he's to be patient he's to be long-suffering he's to show restraint he's to show temper i cannot wait for y'all to get to body life 2.0 this morning the sharing the sharing today will be rich i will assure you so put on gentleness put on long suffering look at the last one quickly we're to put on love love is the sash love is the belt that ties everything together now he says put on love choose love you know, he talks about choosing forgiveness. Now, 1 Corinthians 13. 
And then look at Galatians 5, 22, it's a fruit of the Spirit. But listen to Romans 13, verses 8 through 10. It's going to come up on the screen. Look at that verse. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay seated. But I want you to read this in your best voice. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Let no debt, read it loud, remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you should not commit adultery, you should not murder, you should not steal, you should not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Here it is. All right, now, come on. No, hold on. Read it. You got it, sister. We, you're just a little early. Read it all loud with me. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Our mission statement at Christ Community, what is it? No, come on, somebody besides Doug. What is it? <laughs> love God, love others. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, congregation. We got it. And, and if you're really slow, look on the left side of the worship guide. It's printed there for you. You can cheat, okay? It's a cheat sheet. Come on, let's get it. Here are six uh, secrets to reducing conflict in our relationships. Here's my closing word. Conflicts are always going to be present as long as we have life. But if we choose to begin to put on this wardrobe, it's honoring to the king. And it gives us a greater Christian witness for Christ. So love is everything. It doesn't splinter. It, it makes us strong. It makes us healthy. And we say, Lord, you've made us all so different. Such diversity, such diverse personalities, such diverse spiritual gifts and expressions. But above all things, may we put on the love of Christ. Let's pray together. Father, I am grateful for this room today, for the, for the Spirit of Christ that envelops us, for the Spirit of Christ that leads us into all manner of truth. Lord, help us today to choose to dress in the wardrobe of our blessed Savior. Lord, we want to put on the clothes that honor Christ. Lord, help us to discard, help us to put away, help us to throw away the stuff that's not fitting for a Christ follower. But Lord, help us to now put on anew the clothes and the garments of praise, the garments of Christ. Father, receive praise today through your church. We ask it in Jesus' name and God's people said, amen. amen.